I'm Ainsley Earhart. I'm Brett Baer. I'm Katie Pavlich, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, March 1st, 2021. I'm Trey Inkst. 18 people were killed on Sunday in Burma, according to the U.N., as protests against the military continue. The security forces are using water cannon and tear gas, according to their statement, but people have been killed so we can uh, assess and we know from people on the ground that uh, there was a live ammunition also used to disperse the demonstration. This is the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. Thousands are demonstrating against a coup and the Burmese military is cracking down. Video from Yargon, the largest city in Burma, also known as Myanmar, shows protesters and police clashing as officers fire live rounds into the crowd. Burma's ambassador to the UN was fired on Saturday after he made a speech condemning the military takeover. U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Linda Thomas-Greenfield, during her first remarks at the U.N., said the Biden administration stands with protesters who are calling on democracy to be restored. We're entering the second month of the demonstration against the junta a group, the military group that um, uh, declared the coup back in February 1st. For more on this and other stories you may have missed over the past week, this is Yonat Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. Over the weekend, 18 people have been killed and more than 30 people have been wounded in several cities along Burma where the um, daily demonstration take place. Um, the NetBlocks organization, which monitor um, the Internet shutdown around the world uh, and connectivity, um, have been following and monitoring the Internet, the nightly uh, internet shutdown uh, throughout Burma. Every night around 1 a.m. until early morning, the internet is shut down and most of the people there cannot communicate, including phone lines and etc. The security forces are using water cannon and tear gas, uh, according to their statement, but people have been killed so we can uh, assess and we know from medical um people on the ground that uh, there was a live ammunition also used to disperse the demonstration. Aung San Suu Kyi, um, the former leader or the acting leader, um, has made an, a court appearance this morning via video conference, and she had got another um, another charge against her. This one as Section 505B for illegal incitement. This refers to the people, the thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who have been taking the streets of Burma, Myanmar. Um, as we said, the coup was imposed on February 1st by the junta, but the military group that used to rule the country before Aung San Suu Kyi, and they're uh, ignoring all international uh, Western, that we'd have to say, um, cry to stop and release all the prisoners. We said that more than 300 people were arrested last week. We still don't know how many people have been arrested this week. Um, and we will continue to monitor this and, and uh, see how it's going to go on. We covered this story last night on Fox News Channel, and some of the images we're getting in are too graphic for television military and security forces firing at close range on peaceful protesters. And it's difficult to get clean information and plentiful information out of Burma only because they're now arresting journalists. And that's created a whole nother level to this story. 
the clamp down on information, as you've talked about as well, with trying to cut off Internet access for many of the civilians. Yes, they're arresting journalists, uh, local journalists. They're not allowing international correspondents and producers and TV crews to come into the country. So they're basically literally shutting it off also by the use of the Internet um, for people and activists. Um, to send information and videos, incriminating videos against uh, uh, security forces via Telegram and other social networks. It's a story certainly we'll continue to follow. I do want to get to our next topic, and that is Hong Kong. Uh, We have developments as it relates to the arrest of protesters, some names that are are well-known and others that are not. What's the latest out of Hong Kong? Yes. uh, Back in January, 53 people have been arrested, among them 47 opposition figures, some of them prominent, as you said. Um, They have brought to trial today um, under the new national law. This is the first time it is being imposed on so many people at the same time um, since it was introduced last year. The... They are charged with conspiracy to commit subversion um, as they have organized a primary poll back in July in order to choose their candidates in what was supposed to be an election. The election was canceled by Beijing um, and authorities say they were planning to overthrow the government. Um, The international community, including the U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, and the EU and the UK have criticized the arrest back in January and also um, the court appearance today um, and vowed to stand by the people of Hong Kong against China's crackdown on democracy. This was the tweet that was sent out by Secretary Blinken. Thousands have gathered outside the court, including some foreign diplomats. Um, They are claiming or they are hoping for the release of the opposition figures and to withdraw all, withdraw the bill, withdraw all charges against them, investigate police brutality that was imposed throughout the summer and now against them, and um, reinforce democracy. Um, this is something, this new rule or this new legislation is basically has stopped the Hong Kong autonomy or the whatever left of it from China um, and it's now Hong Kong is no longer something that many people including a lot of expats were hoping to live there um, since 1997 when the Hong Kong moved hands from the British back to China um, they have been trying to save somewhat of the democratic um, legacy they had Uh, And now they're still fighting for it, but it seems that they're failing because of the Chinese pressure. You've been listening to Yonat Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. We'll be right back. We'll get now to our last story, and that is another case of schoolchildren kidnapped in Nigeria by gunmen. This is happening over and over again as Boko Haram and radical militants in this part of Nigeria continue to attack villages and unarmed civilians. 
Yes, um, this is the third time we're talking about such incidents when we start, started this podcast almost a year ago. Um, and over the weekend, 300 girls have been abducted um, from their school dormitories in northern Nigeria. This is the latest incident of mass school kidnapped in the West Africa country. Um, the parents of the 300 girls have been waiting outside the empty schools since the kidnapping occurred. Few of the teens, teen girls have managed to escape and they describe to Reuters and AP in tearing eyes and you can hear in their voice the terror that they have been imposed on what happened to them and what they think might happen to their girlfriends. Um, the Nigeria president, Muhammadu Bahari, said the government is doing all it can to release the girls. However, uh, there's a lot of criticism both from the families and other people in Nigeria saying that he should have uh, eliminated um, the armed groups uh, altogether in Nigeria. As we said, this is not the first time. Um, some good news is that on Saturday, 27, students and six staff members were released after they were abducted on February 17th. We all remember the abduction of the 276 girls back in April 2014 by Boko Haram and the international outcry, including First Lady Michelle Obama then calling for their release. 100 girls from that night are still missing. It's remarkable that they have these lines of communication open to negotiate clearly with Boko Haram if some are being released. But the fact there are more than 100 missing is is extremely sad. And I saw one father was talking to The Wires about this particular kidnapping and said that he had four daughters at the school. So you can see how some families are greatly affected by this when an entire school is kidnapped by armed gunmen. One piece of, of lighter news this week, we'll get to our good news story of the week, and that is related to animals. Yes, uh, we're talking about Kukur. Kukur is a five-year-old orangutan monkey. Um, he was rescued in West Borneo, uh, where he was kept as a pet, which was illegal. He was so traumatized that he had to go into rehab. And during this rehab, which is he's doing pretty well, he has to go back to forest school because he needs to get acquainted back to nature um, and be a monkey again. So today was his first day at forest school where he uh, learned to climb a few feet up the tree and hold for a few seconds on the bark and go back again. So Kukur seems to be a great student, at least for his first day, and his caretakers hope that he will have a full recovery very soon. So good luck, Kukur. What is often a very serious podcast about news stories around the world on a positive note. You're not freeling a senior Fox News field producer. Joining us once again on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. You're not. Thank you. Thank you, Trey. Always a pleasure being here. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com.
the Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.